I go by Luke Lupe um, usually during the day. Um, I also go, go by Umlaut as my drag persona, but I'm also a part of a drag, dramatic drag duo called Luchi with my partner. So I go by a couple names out in these streets. Um, but yeah, I um, am wrapped up with the Beauty Boys because they put on these really cool productions and um, Luchi is always wrapped in to those productions and um, years kind of flew by and we became like a family. So here we are. I love it. So for the sake oh, of yes. this interview, what should I call you? Uh, you can call me, go ahead and call me by my um, first name, Luke. That's totally okay. fine. And also my pronouns are they, he, she. Thank you. Almost we forgot. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and so. I'm so glad you were able to take the time to chat with us today. Thank you. Of course, of course. And I just wanted to jump right into it because, um, you know, I met you briefly at our photo shoot over the summer, near the mm -hmm. end of the summer, which was so much fun. Um, but like, I most recently saw you in this incredible show and you were the care you well you had a couple characters and so can you just describe like jumping into it just describe your experience and like how you encompass like the socialite as well as um and we'll get into your other character the, the sisters the shadow sisters the shadow sisters yeah yes. well let's talk about the socialite first all right the socialite was a lot of fun because i've always been into um kind of tv show netflix shows and i felt like the socialite was a great opportunity to um, kind of tap into that acting kind of like vibe and get into a character full-fledged. And um, The Socialite was very much about being um, socially famous and socially accepted by everyone. So kind of like a person that can um, please anyone that they um, come into contact with. So coming into that mindset will bring also like kind of that um, self how do you say, um, kind of losing yourself or letting yourself go for others. So um, the socialite is always, um, a lot of people think of Kylie Jenner as a socialite. So that was definitely somebody that I um, kind of pictured when I thought of the socialite, just somebody always in the public eye, sacrificing themselves for the public. I like that term, like kind of sacrificing themselves for the public, because we do feed off these like socialites. And when I saw your character, I also thought about Gossip Girl. I don't know if you ever watched that show. Yes, absolutely. Your character was almost like reminiscent to me of like, of that, um, like to that extent. I just, I loved it. It was so much fun. Do you see yourself doing more film production in the future? I do see myself doing more film stuff in the future. I definitely, um, I think it expanded my film experience with Beauty Boys. It was really cool to see how Beauty Boys was able to tackle a project from a film kind of perspective um, or film side. So that was really cool. And I'd be totally down to do it again. It was such a great experience. Yeah, it's definitely, I see it in the future for sure, especially with the pandemic and the vaccine slowly getting out. I feel like, you know, next Halloween, if we're still not able, you know, hopefully we're able to, you know, hit an audience, but if we're still not able to, I'd still love to you know, bring that film back around and um, create some more beautiful productions. My partner and I, um, the other member of Luchi, we've been here in the city for about like five. 
and you know it took us a good two years to kind of get settled in the city before we started like you know getting our foot into the performance community here in the city uh, or the queer performance community here in the city very cool could you you talk, you've mentioned life with Lucci. Could you describe and explain the creative genius that is the life with Lucci? Is it Lucci? Lucci, Lucci, yeah. yes. Um, life with Lucci um, is something that really kind of like came to us. Me and my partner's always been infatuated with the idea of us doing drag together. And one day uh, we actually, you know, wrapped up ourselves in similar outfits and performed at Arts and Nikki's show um, Fresh, which was a showcase for a lot of new drag talent here in the city. And we had got that opportunity and took it and that was kind of like the birth of Luchi. And everyone very much was receiving it very well. And we were very thankful because it was our chance to kind of like showcase our love for each other on the stage. And um, that kind of blossomed into this kind of like twin factuation where we kind of play with people's minds on us as Luke and Chip versus us as Luchi. We very much um, created this kind of like separate identities and we wanted Luchi to be very much its own thing, kind of like a whole new face. And so we thought that creating identical faces would help create that or help um, achieve that new identity, if you will. Kind of like the rebirth of, or the creation of Luchi. But um, yeah, we found that other people, you know, around the world are doing this kind of like similar drag duo, like this um, twin sometimes or sisterhoods or just like this collaborative um, drag team membership um, is definitely starting to blossom in this new um, decade. Hopefully we see it on like RuPaul or something. <laughs> I was just thinking that I want to see like more of that because what you're doing is so unique. And even in Beauty Boys, you you two, you had your own individual characters and then Gucci were the shadow sisters. So can you go into that and also what it was like to play more than one character? Yes. Um, I, I love a, I love a challenge. Um, so playing more than one character was definitely a lot of fun. I feel like the social life is definitely very similar to my personality. So it was very easy to kind of like tap into that social light. And um, the way that I portrayed the social light as well was very androgynous. So I felt like very connected to this character. But when it, it came to the Shadow Sisters, I felt like, you know, I had to step out of myself. And I feel like that every time we get into Luchi, I kind of have to step out of myself and become, you know, what I grab onto from like the visuals from music videos or the visuals from movies and create this high film persona with my partner that, um, can step into these kind of like evil witches sisters that um, the Beauty Boys characters wanted for uh, the show, for the production, Beauty uh, Gobu Part 6. So it was, it was two different characters for sure, um, but Shadow Sisters was definitely a character I had to like really step out of myself and be like, this is completely what they want and <laughs> I have to, um, you know, do it to the best of my ability. Well, it sounds like fun. It sounds like such a different, like two different experiences. I love that you just enjoyed that challenge and just leaned into it. And in kind of like looking into your socials and like looking into who you are, I also noticed that you're a part of the ballroom scene. And yes. 
can you share that perspective of what the ballroom scene is like and being a member of it? Yeah, so the Kiki ballroom scene here in uh, the PNW, um, well, I'm one of the mothers of the Royal House of Noir, and we started around a year ago, a little over a year ago, and we are actually transplants, the parents are transplants from a formal house, the House of Luna, which um, original parents were Jade Dynasty and Diego, and when they moved from the state, we became orphans and we had to kind of figure out our footing in this Kiki ballroom scene that we were kind of like left in. At that point, we've kind of already um, made names for ourselves. People kind of like knew who we were in the Kiki ballroom scene. Um, and, but we were kind of like, you know, taking a step back, kind of like trying to figure out, you know, our place in the scene. And then I met our beautiful daughter, Elle, we actually had an interesting living situation where she was a roommate and we were roommates for a person that was um, renting out rooms. And we were actually the only people of color. The person that was renting out the room was light. And we were, go figure, running into a lot of complications with the situation. But um, it really helped us kind of lean into each other and depend on each other to, you know, get out of the situation successfully. And through that, uh, we created a bond and a, a family. And my partner, I introduced her, um, Elle, Elle Noir, to our king, Colorance. And that's when it kind of blossomed into the Royal House of Noir. And then Randy Ford, a legend here in the city, has kind of like hopped on like Tigger and joined the um, movement because she was very into the whole idea of a entire black house and then our youngest the baby avery or um lane noir or avery noir lane um, alphonse he was a co-worker of l for ingersoll and they found out about the house and wanted to join immediately and luckily we got to know them first before like really bringing them into the house um, because you know we we're very very protective over you know, each other and um, our energy. But sure enough, they um, joined the house. And now, you know, fast forward to the present, we have put together Kiki Balls here during the pandemic outside safely with no one really getting hurt or infected or as far as we know. And we've put together different online virtual um, lessons and trainings for the communities through AOC, um, and we're continuing to, you know, put together more balls that we're planning in the future and later this year and maybe next. Um, and um, yeah, and expanding as well. So we definitely have dreams and hopes and um, mainly just supporting our community is kind of like our first step, supporting Black, trans, um, and queer folks. It's definitely our huge mission statement for, our, for Royal House of Noir. That actually leads me into my next question. I was going to ask what I... What makes your house unique? Because I've I um, had my first interview of this year was with um, Tina Shea Monet, okay. and so I I got into the ballroom, learning more about the ballroom scene through a conversation with her, and understanding there's all these different houses in the Northwest. I'm still very like green to all of this. <laughs> can Can you go more into your house and what makes your house special and unique, and and what and what y'all do? Yeah, so um, I think what makes our Kiki House unique, um, first and foremost, is that all of our kids are trans or queer. I think that's very important. 
as parents that aren't um, necessarily trans. Um, two of the parents are gender fluid, but um, having kids that are trans is really helps us kind of put in perspective the work that goes into being a parent and the amount of extra work and extra care goes into being a parent of trans individuals, Black trans individuals, and knowing what that means and how to provide for your children. Um, I think that is one of the huge things that I feel like we don't really talk about a lot, but uh, I think it's something that I, I don't sweep under a rug. I make sure that it's always on my mind and in the world we live in, you know, I always want to protect our kids. So that's definitely one thing, but um, we are very, uh, you know, we're all very black, of course, but we're also all very like loving and caring towards one another. Like we're super cuddly, we're super loving, and we always want to make sure that we're all feeling wanted and feeling warm. I think warm is definitely like the theme or the word for our house. Oh, I love that. That's beautiful. Are there any like categories that y'all um, specialize in or favor or just dominate? Well, um, my daughter definitely is a huge face contender here in the PNW. She's gotten about three trophies, I want to say. My son, I believe, has two. Um, I could be wrong, um, but realness and face. I'd say face and realness is a huge section um, or categories from my Kiki Ballroom house. Yeah, and then Runaway. My partner is a huge Runaway walker, and it's definitely implanted that into the kids. And um, Sex Siren would be the last one. Oh Randy Ford is a huge Sex Siren walker. I can only imagine. I haven't attended any um, balls, not this year, not during the pandemic, or, or really, I went to one many years ago, but um, I'm still so agreeing, but I love hearing about it. And I just love hearing about the family and the community. And I think it's really understandable how protective you are, because especially I think in the Northwest where it's predominantly so white, and we think we're very like awoke and liberal, but in all reality, we kind of live in this little very white passive bubble. And so I find that a lot of people of color and especially like black people, black queer people, black trans people need community to, to really like protect their energy as you just said. And if you, do you feel comfortable going more into that and just the sacredness of that? Yeah, for sure. Um... I think of the movie Ants when those people were very much like, <laughs> like really hard on the ants and the ants felt, there was a moment in the movie where the ants were um, very individual, like I can't do anything, you know, I'm just one person, you know, and these people very much took energy out of that and took um, strength and um, dictatorship out of that. And I feel it's kind of like that same concept. Like we're so many people, there's so much of us out here. Um, if we come together, we're definitely stronger together than we are, you know, individually. And I think that comes, you know, when you think of care uh, with our community, if you're not caring or if you're not thinking about, especially somebody that is not fully trans, somebody that, you know, can get away with walking out the door and, maybe looked at as a heterosexual male or something like that, just with, you know, the eyes and what I'm wearing versus somebody that um, is 
in the early stage of transitioning or um, still working through the transition are very much a, a target. And just because I'm a less of a target doesn't mean that my care should diminish. So I feel like more people need to get that mindset so we can um, care for our trans brothers and sisters and so that they can um, live in a world safely and with care. I agree. And I think as you were speaking and, and touching on this, this idea of care, we f- it's, it's that passing privilege, right? That presentation mm-hmm. privilege. And it really appeases to the cis heteronormative society that we live in of the comforts of others because whatever is different is also associated with dangerous or just like discomfort. And that's not the person's fault. It's society's problem. Exactly, exactly. And so it's so beautiful that your house has been able to create a community and a family that like protects and like, and creates um, safe space where that energy is protected. I think, I think that's very special. And so just how long have you all been around and where do people find more information about your house? I think we had our year anniversary um, in November. So we're a little over a year. Um, we are also on Instagram at the Royal House of Noir. Um, and we're also on Cash App as well. So feel free to tip us. It always goes straight back to the community, our kids, or um, ways to build up the community. And that is going to be dollar sign, the Royal House of Noir. We will make sure to tag that in the description of this podcast on both YouTube and on all podcast platform. So thank you for that information. You also mentioned that your partner is quite the runway walker. Does, do you participate as individuals in your house and as Lucci or just as individuals or just as Lucci? How does that work? So, yeah, we are, uh, we do both. Um, Mostly we've been doing individually, to be honest, we haven't, I don't think walked the category as Lucci just yet. It's definitely in the future though, we're definitely on our way to do it. The category probably would be Team Runway, actually. So that would be very much us doing Runway together in sync and trying to um, persuade the judges to vote for us. But lately, or not lately, um, in the past, when we have been um, competing or walking for categories, it has been individually. And I usually go by you, Nuar. Um, so you um, with the two dots for the umlaut, and then um, they go by Chi Nuar, and then um, together we'll be Luchi. I hope we see you both do a runway together soon. How do Luke and Luchi complement one another? So um, that's a great question. Um, so Luchi definitely, I think, gives Luke the extra ism that Luke secretly craves, but uh, doesn't want to put any effort into getting. I think Lucci definitely um, pulls that out of Luke and gets that because Lucci is very social. Lucci, um, that's their job is to be social. This, their job is to entertain. So they have to start up conversations. They have to go into rooms and just be that girl. Um, Luke, on the other hand, is a little bit more introverted. So I, I definitely prefer, you know, time to myself. I prefer time to um, meditate, um, you know, go more within. But I feel like I can definitely pull things out of myself to put into Luchi to display on a stage without my name being on it, more, more or less. 
So I think Lucci definitely compliments Luke and showcases um, Luke on, in a way that Luke might not be able to showcase on his own. Ooh, okay. Is it kind of like a, an alter ego of sorts? Is that, or am I kind of picking yeah. that up? Yeah, a, a little bit of an alter ego. Um, or just, yeah, definitely a little bit of an alter ego. Okay. okay. A little bit. <laughs> I, I think that's really, I, I think that's so amazing. I love that that's a creative outlet that you, that you have like honed and especially like in the last, because Luce came to be in the Seattle area when you moved here. Absolutely. Luce was born here. Born here. And, and when you and your par partner moved here from? Uh, we moved here from Portland originally, moved here from Portland around like um, five years ago. And then we started our, we started doing drag really professionally here in Seattle. Chip uh, was doing drag a little previously for theater and uh, little gigs around their um, small town. But uh, when we got to Seattle, the bigger city, if you will, we started taking it seriously. It was like, and I started really looking at it as like something, you know, one of the few things I felt like I was really good at. So I definitely wanted to take it seriously we got here i like that you referred to seattle like the big city in comparison to portland <laughs> yeah portland is a bigger huh that i don't know because i guess i also see seattle as like the cooler city than portland but i'm biased right. i'm from here <laughs> watch like portland people come for me now <laughs> oh no portland people push the brakes okay <laughs> what was that move like and are you originally from the northwest i mean have you grown up uh, grown up here i'm originally from cincinnati ohio so i'm from the midwest i moved out here to pnw around 13 with my parents and went to middle school and high school over here yeah i would say that here is a lot a lot better than cincinnati ohio i felt like cincinnati ohio was a bit too conservative for me, uh, I didn't really get to experience a lot of different cultures, a lot of different um, ways of thinking. There's a lot of um, go with the flow kind of mentality in Cincinnati, Ohio. And so people weren't really challenging ideas, people weren't really being revolutionary. So um, I really got to experience the revolution a little bit late uh, when I moved to PNW. So it's definitely a lot of, a lot of catch up but um, so thankful I got out of the Cincinnati, Ohio and was able to move over here to the PNW. And it sounds like in moving up to Seattle, you've seen your creativity just um, develop because you've taken it more seriously in this last year with everything that's gone on in the world. Have you explored any other creative outlets or how has your, just your creativity grown? I, um, well, music has always been um, something that's been connected to me. Um, it's been kind of implanted from family, um, from my parents. My mom would constantly be listening to music in her room and I'd always hear it. And lately, I think the outlet that I've been newly um, diving into is getting into makeup a little bit more seriously. I recently got employed at Morphe at South Center. So I am... Uh, now a full-fledged beauty advisor. So if anyone out there wants to buy some new Morphe products, you know where to find me, South Center. So that's been interesting. It's really been um, helping me challenge my idea with makeup. It's really helped me kind of like get to know Luke and like how Luke looks at makeup and um, kind of like realizing the difference between 
um, Lucci and Luke, even when it comes to like something as small as makeup. Well, makeup, yeah, it seems like a small thing. I've gotten more into it as well in this last year with quarantine and all of that. And it's also like a really huge way to express yourself and, and your different, like your outlets and your different um, creative personas. It's so funny you mentioned Morphe. It's actually, I'm, where, I'm wearing Morphe, Jaclyn Hill's Morphe palette too. You love Jaclyn Hill's Morphe palette. <laughs> yes. Tones, yes. Um, I discovered more, uh, like Morphe's kind of a newer like growing makeup brand that I actually really enjoy. And I love that you've been able to kind of develop and explore that makeup artistry. And what have you like learned to love about makeup artistry in your like new exploration of it? I've, I've learned to love, um, honestly, the customers. I think that's my favorite part, honestly. I didn't really have to learn to love this. I love that customers are so green about makeup. So there's a lot of customers that come in that's never like used the eye primer before. A lot of customers of color come in and ask like, why are shadows not coming out very vibrant? And I get to explain to them and show them how to get that achieved look because of the type of person or the type of skin they might have. So I'm thankful to um, show these kids these new ways of doing makeup and to and making them a lot happier because of it. Like I know makeup's to a lot of people, it's just colors, simple things, but it really does bring joy to a lot of people. And I'm thankful to be a part of that joy. I completely agree. It's not that superficial. It can completely change somebody's mood. It can help your confidence. Mm -hmm. And even like just speaking from my perspective with Zoom life and everything, just putting on like a tinted moisturizer and some like mascara and a lip helps me feel like I'm more on it. Exactly. So, it's true it's true you know if it's your thing it's your thing if it's not it's not I love that you have like discovered that and I love that the northwest and like moving over here from the midwest helped it seemed like help you develop into Luke and Lucci and this beautiful creative like marvel that you, I just I'm enthralled when I see both of you especially when I watched you on Gobu parts Gobu part six which is where I became familiar with Lucci Absolutely. and I'm just I'm excited to see where, where y'all are going to go. What do you have any like plans or projects that you can hint to us or give us a sneak peek or sneak peek into? Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. Um, so Lucci actually just started their first live, um, I guess you can say web series or web special. So monthly, we have the monthly special where we go on YouTube live and we put on a show where we um, do two numbers and we interview our special guests with fun questions and games. We um, have a DJ, DJ Essex, um, and we also have a IT person that does all the like transitions and switch the interviewee and puts us in a small bubble on the screen and does all the really cool things to make the magic happen for the live show. So we've been really putting our heads together for that. We had our first show January 22nd, and it's still on YouTube.com on our channel, Luchi, and it's just Luchi with the two dots over the U. I think that's how you can find us on YouTube. So this is going to be a monthly series? Yes, monthly series. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Good to know. We are going to also link that in the comment in the comments down below or in the description down below. We are also on YouTube as Queers Converse. So I'm so excited that you're joining the YouTube family. I think it's such a yes. fun, like, it's such a fun media platform. 
absolutely no it's it's really cool i love um i love the challenge i love the challenge of outreach and uh really trying to market your business and we'll be sure to um hit you with a follow as well or a subscribe so we can you know support each other because i'm so about that same same and absolutely and i can't wait to check out your web series i'm gonna go i'm gonna start watching right now and i can't wait to see what's gonna come out <laughs> and i'm so excited for you and any support that queers converse can provide please do not hesitate to ask because we have learned a lot navigating like the podcast youtube interviewing people realm so always happy to support because we need to see more representation like out there in all media platforms absolutely thank you well thank you for taking the time to chat with us today luke i really do appreciate it it was a great time thank you no it was really good yes it was and thank you for everyone watching i hopefully will be conversing with you soon if you have any questions or comments please feel free to email us at queersconverse at gmail.com and we will make sure to list all of luke's links and luchi's links down below for your um viewing pleasure